Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. What is up, everyone? This is your host, Scott Hansen, and welcome back to another episode of Success Hackers. And I am fired up today because we have an incredible entrepreneur that we have right here on the Success Hackers podcast. Before we bring her on, I just wanted to share, if you're brand new to the Success Hackers podcast, we love the newbies. Uh, welcome to the Hacker Nation community where we share strategies and tips. With, with Literally, with we, we grab some of the most entrepreneurial and success-minded individuals on planet Earth. We've had so many awesome, incredible guests that we've had literally on these airwaves that have shared success strategies with our Hacker Nation community. So if you're someone that's looking get, to get to the next level of success in your business, you absolutely found the right podcast. Don't forget to click subscribe so that you don't miss any of these amazing, amazing episodes. So I want to hop right into it. But before I do, make sure to stay all the way to the end because I have something brand new that I want to share with all of you. So Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to speak to someone who literally is going to teach us not only about leadership and creating culture, but also about perseverance and consistency. Today, our featured guest is Anna Maria Vitti. Anna Maria, are you ready to rock? Yes, I am. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Anna Maria Vitti Welch has been the president of the Vitti Companies for over 20 years. The agency was started by her grandfather in 1938 and is a third generation family owned business, and they are celebrating their 80th year this year. This month, they serve individuals as well as small to mid sized businesses with their insurance needs. So, whether you need home and auto, business insurance, like general liability, workers' compensation, professional liability, or employee benefits, they can help tailor a program that fits your needs. Anna Maria Vitti has been recognized by the National Association of Women Business Owners as Business Owner of the Year in 2014 and was also awarded in 2017 by the Indian American Council for their Women Entrepreneur Excellence Award. Anna Maria, welcome to Success Hackers. It is really great to have you on the show. And thank you for having me. Well, absolutely. I want to I want to hop right into this because family-owned business, 1938, your grandfather, third generation. I shared a little bit about your background, but would love to learn a little bit more about how you got into the insurance world. Well, I'm the oldest of six children, and I was recruited by my father, who is second generation, to help out during high school and summers, and also uh, I went away to college, but during the college breaks. And it wasn't the best experience because no one wanted to teach me anything. So all I did was file all the time. <laughs> so what happened was after I was done, I wanted to be a teacher and I stayed out in Arizona for a year. So what I did is I subbed uh, different teaching jobs. And then I also worked for my grandfather who had a 13 room dining room restaurant. And I managed that for a year. Then I was able to secure a job back in Illinois and came back to where I live and was raised and born, born and raised. And I 
uh, worked for my father after the summer of teaching one year. And about two weeks before I was going to go back, he said, why don't you just quit and work for me? Why don't you, I'll teach you the insurance business. I'll send you to school and you will learn the ropes. So I figured, sure. I mean, I was enjoying it in the summer. They were teaching me more than just filing. So that's what happened. My father's still alive, not very involved, but it's been uh, great. It's been a really great ride. So you got recruited. Did anybody else, any of your siblings get also get recruited? Uh, my sister now, who is a year younger than I am, she worked for Nike and all different types of sports. Yes, she works here now, and she's been here for 12 years. And then my youngest brother came in and out a couple times, but nobody really else. Yeah, so it's a true family-owned business. You got started. Yes. You you you're, you went out to Arizona and helped your mm-hmm. grandfather a little bit, and your father mm-hmm. said, listen, kid, I'm not going to have you file anymore. I'm actually going to teach you the business. So why don't you hang around a little bit? And this was how many years later? 32. (laughs) (laughs) Which I find absolutely fascinating. We have a lot of people on here that, like you, have either, um, you know, got started in the family business, have stayed in the family business, or they're the first generation creating a family business. So one of the things that I, as a business coach and people that someone that works with business owners like I do, one of the questions that always gets brought up to me is, Scott, I want to grow my business, of course, but I want to bring on the right people on the right bus going in the right direction. You know, I call it creating a great culture and then, of course, developing that person into a great leader. So what's your definition of what makes a great leader? My definition is someone who, first of all, is going to be respected and also, I feel, dig as deep and work as hard as everyone else. Um, I just feel that when the leader is just out and about and not really showing that they care, um, you know, you lead by example. And I just feel that when people see that you are as excited and motivated as um you know, you can be, they'll hopefully do the same. So that's what I think. And, and also, too, treating uh, your staff with respect, understanding um, what their, um, I'm going to say, uh, issues are or might be, and in being there, have an open door also so they can come and speak to you. And I think, I, and I, I love how you put that because I think a lot of, I think a lot of business owners have this, this notion, or and, I, and I'll throw it back to you, but they have this notion where I have to be the owner, of course, and I have to lead my team, and I can't ask for suggestions. I can't be vulnerable. I can't sort of open myself up because then it will sound like I'm weak. So there's a real fine line between sort of, you know, being this amazing leader who is who is always asking questions and bringing other people into the fold, but then you don't want to be looked at as being weak. So how, how, do you, how do you define or how do you differentiate the difference between the two? Well, I think, first of all, you need to, um, you know, you need to know your staff. Let's put it that way. And I feel that sharing everything, even your personal business, is one thing that my father told me don't do. Mm. So you don't really want to be a friend, but you also want to empower your staff. And that's what I think the biggest uh, drawback is to leader versus staff is not trusting them. And, you know, I love hearing other people's um, opinions and I love hearing other people what they think 
uh, might work because they are working in the business most of the time. I love it. And, and, it, and it kind of piggybacks off my next question, which, which focuses on what we're talking about, which is culture. You know, everybody mm-hmm. wants to create this great culture of empowerment, of having great uh, staff members that want to come to work. They want to feel empowered. They want to do great things for the business and for the business owner. I mean, what's maybe one quick strategy on how you've been able to create, you know, good culture of where you're at? Any, any suggestions or, or, or tips that you can share with our Hacker Nation community with that? You know, we really try to make it a little bit fun. I mean, insurance is very, I'm going to say, stressful. There's a lot of um, deadlines that need to be made. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't understand insurance, so there's a lot of discussion and uh, phone calls. But we try to make, put a little bit of a different mix in there. We give out uh, customer service awards. So if someone calls in, and mentions that someone did a great job, we'll give them a $50 gift card. Hmm. Um, we try to have, uh, we have, we've incorporated um, staff member of the month. We also try to have two or three uh, agency meetings a year and try to, like I said, shake it up, not just talk about business. Um, we try to have outings. So I really feel that if you are going to, um, really look at your staff and try to change as far as it always being, you know, work, 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 work. It, it makes them feel, I think, better and want to become better people, better staff members. A lot of, you know, business owners, of course, focus on the client and focus on getting new business and, and new revenue, et cetera, which is all very important. But I, I think a lot of times they miss the fact that the reason why they're able to do what they do, the reason why the business owner can can purchase maybe a second home or go on vacation or, you know, whatever the whatever it is that they they want to do from a materialistic standpoint, is mm-hmm. because of their staff, because of the people, their their soldiers are that are back in the office doing the actual work, and I I think that sometimes that gets missed too many times where. It's almost like, yeah, well, yeah, but I hired them, so I'm paying them. Shouldn't that be enough? And nowadays, mm-hmm. in 2018 and into 2019, you know, in, in the last couple of years, things are shifting. Things are shifting mm-hmm. to, you know, impl- you know, how do we keep great staff members? How do we how do we empower people? And I like how you put that: doing things outside the box, giving them sort of these little awards here and there, having having them have a voice. Well, we also have, you know, there are things that don't cost money. We have casual Fridays. And so that has been a big hit. We also have in the summer, summer hours. And uh, we have a skeleton crew. And it's really, uh, really, I'll tell you, it has boosted the morale quite a bit. And everybody's excited about it. You want people to be excited, not to come in and just be stressful and then leave because it can't take it anymore. You know, one of the things I always talk about from a coaching perspective, and I want to get your your take on this because I think it's extremely important, is now that we've talked a little bit about leadership and culture, but you as a business owner, you as a you as the you know, obviously the front person of your business, how do you stand apart or what's maybe one way to stand apart from your competition? Yeah, I mean, first of all is really listening and consulting not telling people what they need for insurance. We like to give options and then they decide. They should be part of it. Um, And that has helped quite a bit. So I call us really more consultants than I'm gonna say insurance agents. Also giving clients resources. So let's say that after listening that 
they're really upset at their accountant or their lawyer. We have resources that we give to people. Um, we also like to help them with the uh, claims process. We've made this claims booklet up so instead of rifling through your policies, you can find things, uh, information on the first, second, and third page. Um, we also like to educate our clients on risk management. Um, and that's what's really helped us uh, continue to renew and uh, get referrals, too, from our current clients. Yeah, and I know in talking to you offline, that's a big part of your business, of course, is the referrals and the renewals and everything else. And what we've talked, again, offline about is your ability to do that at a very, very high clip because mm -hmm. people must obviously know, like, and trust what you're doing in order to not only win new business, but also obviously keep your existing business in-house. Another question I have is, how, how do you motivate your staff? Like, what's, what's maybe one strategy? Is there someone listening right now to say, you know what, I have a staff of three or I have a staff of 33. I'm always looking for ways to maybe motivate or inspire my staff. It could be... It could be maybe as simple as more money. It could be more, you know, a higher commission rate. But is there anything that you've found over the last several years that has helped inspire and motivate a team? Yeah, first of all, you know, being part of the team, being part of, of what we're doing, getting their advice. Also, we have um, a lot of times we try to give awards out as far as giving time off. Um, I know a lot of people like that more than getting uh, money. Hmm. But I really feel that if you have or help or allow your staff to be part of some of the changes that you're making or asking them, hey, what do you think? And even listening to them saying the same thing all over again, what are the solutions? And we try to give solutions right away instead of waiting. That's what I think is a big thing. They know if they ask us something, we're going to try to figure it out for them right away and not just blow it off as a lot of people do, or we're too busy to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Give us a, give us a tip. Give us a, an insurance tip. Give it someone that's listening and says, you know what? I, I, I have uh, insurance agents or insurance brokers in my BNI or my LATIP or my networking group. You know, um, I don't really know a lot about the insurance world. Is there maybe one or two tips you can share with uh, with our audience around that? Sure. Uh, the first thing I think is really uh, being comfortable with that insurance agent. Um, are they explaining the process to you? Um, are they giving you options? Um, a lot of times, again, I think you've heard this through the time we've been speaking, is that no one should be telling you what you need. You should be part of the process. And I feel that also your agent should be reaching out to you every year. And if you're a startup or a growing business, they should be reaching out to you twice a year to see what's going on. A must-have really is really have cyber insurance. I mean, it's not expensive. If you're not an online or tech company, um, you don't really need a lot of extra coverage for that, but hopefully your agent is talking to you about it because it is really um, unbelievable the amount of money it costs if you do get hacked or your client's um, information is uh, breached. Yeah, I would imagine nowadays, especially with all the hacking going on, um, that's a that's a big, big, big um, thing that someone that even just a few years ago would never even think about needing from an insurance standpoint. But 
obviously, like you said, probably very inexpensive, and what it's able to do, you know, mm-hmm. in the long run for you is huge. And Hacker Nation will actually give you Anna's uh, information. You can contact her. They actually do business nationwide, so I know uh, she'd be happy to you know, uh, consult with what you're up to and what you're looking to do. So we'll actually, at the end of the show, we'll give you some information on where you can contact, where you can contact Anna. So question for you, can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? Sure. So I believe that high performers and successful individuals look at failure a little bit differently than most. They actually use failure as feedback and course correction. So I know you've been doing this for a long time and I know you've been You've been basically brought in or brought up through the family business, but take us to a time when you failed. It could be in the business you're in right now. It could be in something else, mm-hmm. but take us back. Maybe you wanted to give up. You maybe wanted to go left instead of continuing the path that you're on now. You actually used that one failure as fuel for your success fire. Can you remember that time? Sure. 2013, um, I was not only running the company of 17 employees, but I was also business developing. And I noticed that the morale was not so great. Um, there was a lot of gossip in the office. Some people were quitting. We know we had some turnover. And then I suffered a very mild heart attack. Mm. So that was really two things. So what it made me do is, first of all, know that you cannot run your company and do two things at once. You just cannot um, do two things I'm going to say in a great way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that made me go back and look at uh, who I could either hire within or, you know, promote. So I did have somebody in my office that I was able to take over the operations. And then as far as myself uh, individually or personally, I had to step back and I was involved in too many things. I was going um, 24-7 seven days a week. I was rarely home. So it made me step back and say, what should I be involved with? What is helping me with my business? And what can I say um, I'm not going to be able to uh, continue? So the health, the health scare sort of shine this light on and this mirror on, hey, if you continue to go the route you're going, you literally will die doing the job that you're doing. Right. So we mm-hmm. need to really, we need to really maybe not necessarily scale back, but, but be more what I call productive on purpose, where I can only be really at my best in one specific vertical area to hire mm-hmm. out, to bring on someone else in, to handle that other area makes a lot of sense. So you can do what you do best. So then the real question, in my opinion, is can someone have it all? Can someone have a, a very successful business but also be able to, and I, and I use this word loosely, balance the rest of their life. Do you think someone can have it all? Sure, I do. Um, but you have to be very strategic about it and have to be able to learn how to shut off when you're supposed to shut off. And again, it is very hard because I had to do that. I was made to do that. So um, I even uh, I used to come to work at six o'clock in the morning and now I'm going to work out instead, which is a very big change in my life. Yeah. And it's 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 amazing when some a scare like this happens and rocks our world where we have to make a shift and a pivot. But I would imagine you're probably as a boss, as an owner, as a leader, probably even better today because of that sort of balanced out than you were even just a few years ago. 
Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. So as you know, Anna Maria, our Hacker Nation listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help them grow themselves and their business. You've already given us some incredible golden nuggets on uh, on on business and what you've been able to, to do in your business. But we now shine the success hack spotlight on you, Anna Maria. So what's one success hack that you can share with our listeners, whether it's around personal development, whether it's around leadership, whether it's around creating culture or consistency, anything you'd like to share? Sure. I feel that um, meeting and building relationship with strategic partners has been great for me. Mm meaning an attorney, a lawyer, anybody that I feel that speaks to uh, their clients and is a um, has a really uh, great relationship with them. Um, I have built my business and I feel that I have grown because of it. I also now have a resource sheet with these trusted advisors and I send out to all my clients so I can help them as much as they're helping me. But I really will tell you that my strategic partners have helped me grow. Also, I started speaking and doing a presentation called Taking the Mystery Out of Business Insurance. And that gets me in front of a lot of people and a lot of doubt in people's minds because of the information that I am giving to them. And that has helped me out quite a bit, too. Yeah, I love that. And Hacker Nation, I hope you really got what she just shared. And what I heard was twofold. Number one is this. I asked earlier about how do you separate yourself? Well, number one, what she just shared is leverage. So could she, you know, make a hundred phone calls a day, you know, and, and, and do that in that type of business? Probably. But does she want to? No. So she's use, she's using her time smart. And what I mean by that is she has power partners, alliance partners, trusted advisors that she leans on and they lean on her and vice versa. When you create this continuity in this relationship, that's who you should be focusing on. So ask yourself, who are my power partners? Who are my allowance or who are my alliance partners that touch the same clients and customers that I do? And then develop great relationships with them, number one. Number two, speaking. You know, I get an opportunity to speak literally all around the country, um, seems about every every month at least. And it's amazing when you get up on stage, you're automatically seen as an authority figure to the people that are listening. You you automatically lend yourself as credible to them without even as soon as you open your mouth, you're the speaker. Oh my God, let me meet the speaker, etc. So what she's doing now is obviously speaking. And as soon as she does that, she's seen as a trusted advisor. So if you're out there at Hacker Nation listening, number one, find out who your alliance partners are and develop great relationships with them. Number two, Go out and speak. You know, speak. When I first started speaking, I told you, I told the story a million times, but I started to speak maybe four or five years ago, and I just said, I'm a speaker. And someone said, what do you speak about? And I started to tell what I speak about, and the first group that I spoke to was about four people. It was seven in the morning, and, um, and uh, that was it. Four people showed up. One person in the group said, you know what? I have a group. I have a women's group. Would you like to come speak to it? I said, absolutely, would love to. It was 90 minutes, 90 minute one way drive. I spoke in the back of an Italian restaurant with pots and pats, pots and pans clanging. And, you know, and so, so the evolution continued, but go out and speak because there's really no better way to be seen as an authority figure. All right, Anna Marie, we are now entering the randomness round. The randomness round is kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Anna Maria, are you ready for the randomness round? 
Yes, I am. Best advice you've ever received. When you say you will do something, do it no matter what it takes. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Working out and getting up from my chair and walking around the office every hour. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 25-year-old self? First of all, get a mentor and so that you can share um, ideas and also you know issues that you have. And then get out of the office and network and start building relationships and meeting people. What is one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? I'm going to say motivation and drive. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? Well, I played tennis until college and I was 14th in the state. So I'm very good at tennis, but I can't play anymore because of my knees. What is one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? Complaint is a gift. If you can recommend one social media tool or an overall service that's helped your business, what would that be? I'm going to say Facebook. Fair enough. Anna Maria, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time and sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? They can go, if they want to, www.guyvidi.com or my email address is Anna, A-N-N-A-V-W at guyviti.com. And I'd be Nation. more than happy to Sorry. help people. Okay. Yeah, and Hacker Nation, we'll have all that in the uh, in the show notes page, of course. You can get a chance to uh, reach out to Anna Maria. As you can tell by, by having her on the podcast, she's not only incredibly talented at what you do, but she's very high, high integrity, high character, and just a great person to know. And she can absolutely point you in the right direction give you some advice about, you know, some of the things you might need for your business when it comes to when it comes to insurance. And also remember when you're on the website successhackers.net, successhackers.net, that's where Anna Marie's information is going to be. Don't forget to click subscribe so that uh, you don't miss any of these uh, new episodes. And before we end the show today, I wanted to make you aware of something really cool that we have going on and besides being the creator host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist where I help business owners literally grow their revenue, grow their clients, and increase their overall profitability and uh, really help them get clarity around creating and sustaining an incredibly successful business. As a matter of fact, one of my clients just got this incredible award, which was the Inc. 5000 list, if you're familiar with that. I actually uh, been working with him for almost about two and a half years, and he just hit one of the fastest, he became one of the fastest growing private companies in the country when working with me. So I know what I'm doing and I love working with business owners. So if you feel maybe a little bit stuck right now in your business and you want some advice on how to get to the next level, I'm actually offering a free business breakthrough strategy session where I'm going to help you create some strategies to help you grow your business. I'm also going to help you find additional revenue in your existing business and the value is $2,000, but I'm completely waiving five of these strategy sessions. So if you want one of these five, just go to 60minutebreakthrough.com. That's 60minutebreakthrough.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.